Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Money Talk, and uh, it's uh, it's almost coming on nine months of uh, you know starting this amazing show. And today we've got a very impressive guest, somebody that has uh, done something very unique in India, and we'll get to talk about his journey. Uh, uh, and you know, so without further ado, I would like to welcome Abhishek Agarwal of Rockstar Capital to the show. Abhishek, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Anirudh. Pleasure to be on the show. So I know there's a lot of things to talk about, Abhishek. But uh, you know, you have set up India's first hybrid fund, which is uh, which invests in startups and listed equities. And I think for a long time, many people on the show and many people that uh, that are my investors and prospective investors have always asked the question that uh, why listed and why startups. And today, I hopefully by the end of this hour-long conversation, we will have at least some insight from your side. Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm hopeful that I should be able to give some sort of clarification. It's the same question I also get to get asked by all sort of investors. So yes. Fantastic. So Abhishek, let's get started. You know, you studied at HR College. You you're a Bombay boy, overall, uh, and studied at HR. You went to Lancaster uh, for a couple of years, and um, after doing a master's in science, you came back and joined an investment firm, Pioneer Investment Corp. So was. Like, why the switch to science and then back to investment? So actually, it's a master's in science of MSc. So master's of science in finance. So basically, I've done my master's only in finance only. But the way how it's supposed That's to be written as complicated is master's in science in finance. That's the full form of <laughs> MSc. <laughs> Not everybody knew that. <laughs> I got to know only once I finished it. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, 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 so. In a way, we know. I, 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 I get it now. I was like science. Why would, why would Abhishek study science all of a sudden? <laughs> so you joined Pioneer Investment Corp, right? Uh, and uh, I think that was your your role was a research analyst. Did you always know you were going to be in in uh, in investing? Well, yeah. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, because you see, uh, it also comes from my family background. Uh, you know, just to add that uh, my uncle, uh, you know, who's based out of Calcutta, uh, still runs a company called Fortune Interfinance Limited. And uh, they are basically brokers of, uh, you know, in equity markets, having a license of NSE and BSE from 1994. So that way, if you look at, right. you know, uh, you know, my, my father, my uncle, everybody was investing into equity markets and they were associated. So probably what I've seen in my family, that only aspired me to actually pursue something uh, you know, a from education point of view, doing my master's, and then of course following the course and joining as a research analyst. I see, I see, and then so after I think you 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 were specializing in the cement sector while you were there. Any reason why cement? Yeah. So basically, you know, the the way how it happened that uh, you know when I came back, I came back uh, by December two thousand seven, and uh, we all know that the biggest crisis of all time in financial markets came all together in 2008. Uh, I mean, of course, that time nothing actually happened in front of me. So uh, with few tries, I managed to get into uh, Pioneer Invest Corp. And the seven sector actually came to me as the option they gave to me directly. It was not something that I I wanted to do it. It just came because the probably the, the earlier analyst actually left. And uh, since they were having a team of, uh, at that point of time, about 25 analysts covering all possible sector, uh, cement sector was the you know one sector which uh, the analyst left. So I w I came as a replacement for that, and of course having uh, no knowledge about cement sector etc. 
so i had to really quickly pick up a lot of things uh you know and learn quickly uh, from what uh, you know the previous analyst left over so it was quite interesting and by that time i was ready you know <laughs> the mother of all crises <laughs> came the surprise so it, it was quite an interesting yeah, i can tell you that uh, did, those people who did you get a chance to meet any promoters while you were at uh, while you were covering the sectors yeah i managed to uh, i mean not specifically promoter promoter by going to the office but you know those times they used to have lot of analyst meets etc so that was a opportunity where we can go and actually meet the management in in totality otherwise having couple of calls uh, you know specifically with certain companies which i was covering so i managed to have those calls and again it was quite engaging i mean if i can take some names like jk cement i i reached out to them dalmia cement i was covering and you know i there was some interesting conversations i still remember the way you know it it really gave me a lot of insight like how how typically an analyst is looking things and how typically the founders or promoters or the management is looking things of course you know as i said that that year was quite quite eventful so yeah it was quite nice I managed to so meet so what, what uh, was the difference the, that's a very interesting topic right like what was the difference between how an analyst looks at a company versus the management what was that uh, that you found when the way how at least i would see you know surrounding you know my peer group you know the entire assumption that you understand better than the management is, is one funny thing which i find most of the time just because you are able to go through couple of reports uh, in the in the industry or probably you good at making some valuation reports etc doesn't really make you you know uh, understand everything what goes in into financials right here my role was understand the company and do the projections and then ensure that that projections are then you know rechecked with the management so that things are in order and we can question them whether you know these numbers are able to achieve or not where is the management you know they they are not looking from that angle that what would be my target price eventually you know on your on your assumptions they are looking more from the fundamental point of view that how the operations are run and what kind of challenges are they facing in terms of actually getting that growth see the point is me as an analyst mm. putting something on excel sheet and putting some kind of growth number gets a number and then i might question the management okay get me this number because your peer group is actually getting these kind of numbers from that region but that's not the way right end of the day you know you can't build a model or business out of just doing financial modeling it also has to be understood what is happening on the ground and when you actually Correct. understand a lot of things on the ground that is the time where you actually can say that you are becoming better so analyst sitting in a ac room might not be the best way to actually question uh you know the typical management and you know i have seen lot of you know <laughs> you know my fellow people that time and we used to go for this analyst meets and people used to ask all our kind of questions to the management and in such a confidence as if they are the fucking ceo of the company sorry for the language <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it makes like you know that the entire uh, air uh, in terms of asking the management you get you get uh, excited you know you get excited when people are talking to such level and you think that okay now you are in that position so it's it's little funny but uh, to me i mean i took it the way when you know i got some couple of conversations where management actually you know showed me the mirror and said ki you know buddy you're still learning and this is not the way how you supposed to do it <laughs> uh, you know you're st- you're, st- you're still very young but you know it, very quickly in a couple of years you went from you went from the analyst side of the table to now coming on the management side of the table at uh, at fortune interfinance what was fortune interfinance so basically you know uh, after that two years of my journey uh, i was there for two years and uh, of course you know post the debacle of 2008 and continue till 2009 uh, things were really slow in the equity markets 
so i felt that you know probably you know it will take probably another couple of years before this thing will come out and me as an analyst shining in the market would take years so now let me you know take a step forward and that's the time when i decided to join our family business as i said that my uncle you know had this nsc and bsc license but the main business was basically catering to the hnis and uh, prop book right so we never had any kind of resource there as constitution so i thought this is the learning i had Uh, let me put across now and build a business. So I wanted to replicate a part of that business because you know at at uh, Pioneer uh, they had a full fledged uh, booking house, right? They had uh, FIs, they had DIs, they have all kind of that. So I wanted to set up uh, you know more of this DI focused kind of thing. And uh, when I when I decided to do that, I managed to actually set up a team and went on to actually have fifteen to twenty uh, PSU banks as my clients. Uh, over a matter of uh, yeah. i would say 15 months and uh, you know within 15 months to crack this kind of people are, is not easy i mean people typically take would take maybe 5 to 10 years actually to build something yeah, so cracking yeah. institutional desks is a, is a very tough is a tough business yeah i so, i only managed to got the psu banks and not others i remember i met uh, mr sunil singhania in one of the that time he was the cio of reliance mutual fund and uh, again i was trying to pitch him to become Uh, you know, uh, to make us uh, the broker and all, and again there was again quite uh, interesting. I mean, see the point is, you know, the end of the day, a person whoever he becomes uh, is a matter of the journey he takes. So I was quite uh, lucky enough to meet some people uh, of having no background, but actually to meet and able to learn something very very specific. So I remember some conversations which he suggested, and of course after that, uh, you know, th- the journey again changed. So yeah, Now, that's where the fortune was doing. basically catering to mainly these clients and like when you before you began your journey with startups and i think that is going to be the crux of our conversation today i wanted to understand like what how, how was it different trying to set something up you know it was like an entrepreneur position right you were trying to set it up within within a family run business and it's usually not very easy to make you know family uh, or family run businesses change from the inside out especially when you're dealing with institutions which have you know required systems and cost to be put up what were the challenges there and how did you make that happen a huge 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 challenge i would say that uh, that was the first taste where actually i i understood that what entrepreneurship is all about although one can say that uh, i was into getting into family business but honestly it was you know as good as having nothing because i had to set up the entire bombay office and uh, of course setting up the team and then in that to convince those people and then do do the business and i remember after having this clients it took me 6 months to first get an order to execute in our broking business so the point was that you know it was not easy they had all together different requirements which probably i was not able to understand as only an analyst so you know only understanding one role doesn't make you run a business that's what one big learning i got and it was not at all easy to change anything internally what already the way how our business was running focused only on certain elements so honestly you know uh, trying that for two years and of course there are so much of you know that trade gap etc i decided to focus my energy completely on investments both in equities and uh, startups uh, through my own personal capital because i realized that nothing is changing uh, as far as a the way how these psu banks operate their own you know nature of expectation is concerned and b of course internally as a family business you know there is a constraint in terms of infusing capital and to actually build because there's a lot of technology which used to required it's not just about executing an order on a 
on a you know uh, you know a platform it is much more than that you need to have investment team etc so and plus brand right i mean i remember that time i understood the power of brand and i thought let me just try to put focus on and successfully i managed to crack and went to do the you know to do live shows with almost all possible business news channels at that point of time my age was around 29 30 and probably in that two years i would have done more than 150 200 interviews uh, just to build fortune interfinance limited as a brand and you know the funny part is despite having that kind of you know uh, arrangement in terms of featuring it it was not converting into business so so the the learning what i'm trying to say even in marketing if you look at startups it's not that you throw money in the market you get the viewership i know i had the viewership i had certain shows which i was doing on a weekly basis but it never translated to any kind of business in broking so hard way learned and then of course the journey continued in different things uh so now i think with the moment we've all been waiting for but i wanted to uh, you know you talk about your investing journey uh, by 2017 you're already invested in 24 startups and you had you had invested a nice sum of money there uh, but your first startup was this company called quench library solutions so can you tell a little bit about how do you how did you choose this startup and what was this investment all about it's very interesting honestly i mean you are the first person who's asking that what went into that so the thing was that you know after becoming uh, the angel investor i am you know when i was to, when i used to go for these pitches on a monthly basis and when i used to hear his ideas it never used to sink in you know the way because you know those are the ideas which even today when people look at those startups and say it's a loss making businesses where is the business model etc so you know it was so early right and i am coming from a listed equity background and looking at pnl balance sheet annual reports it was not making any sense right although the ideas were quite exciting so it took me quite a journey actually to make my first investment and that to how it came i was never sure about any like you know for that all 6 months although i had some startups which i felt like it's nice but i was not very sure to put my money and bank on that because you know i was not fully convinced on that by the time that event came that quench something like this came it was a secondary sale it was not even primary because one of the founders wanted to take a secondary exit now because there was a you know uh, in sha there was a term that you first have to offer to your existing investors so that bite actually came to iin investors and considering that iin typically that point of time used to offer to the network that is all the investors if you know because all the current investors were there now it has to come to the new investors so that bite was close to i would say one and a half year okay that one and a half year was the total amount which was going for a secondary exit and that time it was a faster single first kind of thing so basically whoever sends the mail first would get the allotment yeah or on the app you had to get on the app at that time no 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 the app was never in the picture that time it was much before that app era so you have to send a mail to padmaja okay. and okay. then whoever sends the fastest mail reaches to the inbox and the commitment it will go it was not prorata it was straight away as you commit and you know as the byte gets fulfilled then it's done i'm just talking about the initial days of course after that there were a lot of retrition which happened but that was one thing now that was another interesting thing what happened that at that point of time rehan yar khan was actually raising you know money for his own vc fund right or is ventures and coincidentally he actually came to our office as pitching us for you know being uh, as a lp so you know all that discussion happened and somehow you know because i had the information that uh, you know because i was evaluating quench and i have gone through that shareholder agreement in that a shareholder was one of the shareholder was rehan yar khan 
So after one hour of meeting and arrive discussion all happened and when he was leaving i just asked him that listen i mean you are a guy who's invested in uh, you know ola and of course uh, i know that rehan that time that he was a quite a you know investor so i asked him you know what what do you what sense you have for for quench and uh, it was this you know i was i was leaving him to the lift and he said oh he's a, he's a good company you know if 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 we get an opportunity we might consider through our fund but yeah it's a good thing and that's about it and uh, you know he left and on the next day we were supposed to you know give our commitment as there was a particular time which used to like open and i remember 5 minutes before you know 7 o'clock 7 o'clock was the time when uh, it was uh, open at 6:55 pm i was ready with my mail the moment 7 o'clock <laughs> hit i i put the entered button and next day i got to realize that only five people got that allotment and i was the fifth guy and the sixth guy was sanjay mehta who who missed by probably half second and i got oh, wow. that thing and i got the entry so this is the first investment uh, you know entry oh, man, this was like a t20 game almost that that was going on <laughs> look look at the people wow. you know, the list of people who who are you know looking for that bite the half second later you know it was sanjay mehta so <laughs> it it was interesting first deal so, what, what 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 was quench what does it do and uh, where is that company uh, and how is it doing today so originally the name was quench library solutions uh, they were basically focusing on this hr solution to the corporates so it's a, it's a business similar to uh, us a company called oc tanner who are the biggest in this space and uh, you know that's what they were doing uh, sundar was the founder and of course along with him there were other three and all were i am pass out and uh, they were like you know, having a this very noble idea that you know when you are going this corporate they you want to incentivize your team right or the structure is quite broken right if somebody has to uh, you know gradually uh, improve to become a manager one has to read the books etc so they actually followed the amazon model where somebody can actually order a book through the system and read or like you as a boss you can you know actually ask your team whom you think is going to be the next leader can ask them finish let's say six books in that 6 months and for that you get rewards right and that rewards again in the system can be converted to buy some things whatever you prefer so it was a rewarding model it's just circulating inside the corporate uh, within the corporate uh, circle so they had all possible mncs uh, you know based out of india and uh, of course later on they have done lot of other things uh, as we speak i mean about uh, one and a half years ago uh, they got acquired by oc tanner so that was a time when i we got exits so it was a it was oh, a good outcome and uh, yeah i mean and of course the market leader actually acquired this company so it was good out, good outcome in, in that way so in in a way uh, you're one of the few where where your first investment actually returned money my yeah. first one my my first investment actually bombed it was a fantastic company but unfortunately bombed so wow so that was a that was a good initiation to investing yeah, yeah i managed to make about 4 and a half x uh, in 4 years time so i wow. don't think so it's a bad outcome it is a fantastic outcome in 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 investing making money is is always a good outcome doesn't matter if it is 1x yeah. or 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 5x or 500x at the end of the day yeah. uh, but but you know you you had a you've got a very interesting portfolio and we've got some common companies right and i think we've connected over there many times but uh, you've got logenex solutions wellness forever coolberg vista rooms chai break unbox bori kitchen um uh, what was the thesis when you were picking these companies was there a general thesis that you were going after while while picking your companies well actually the term thesis i only understood once we launched this fund <laughs> so before <laughs> this you know the thesis was this thesis story was more in your you know own personal way 
and when you actually run a fund you understand the entire concept of what you exactly mean thesis how to follow it so so back then you know back then uh, i won't say there was any particular format in terms of defining that how i'm supposed to go for it but what commonly i used to always uh, look for was an energetic founder somebody who's clear in his head because as much as i enjoy this thought of clarity in my head that how to go about it and the same thing i can translate if somebody is having a communication with me rather than running a presentation uh, i i expected similar qualities right that you know the person is able to explain his business not and it's not easy you know it, it looks like whoever is an entrepreneur thinks that he knows his business in and out and he can explain but it's not the real truth to me because you know in my entire portfolio probably this portfolio i have built after after meeting almost 300 plus entrepreneurs in my that journey right so it, it never happened like wow. as if the first come first uh, check i was giving it was not like that so yeah i mean there were a lot of common thoughts in terms of identifying entrepreneur and his his thought process and uh, of course it was also that space because uh, you know today is quite sexy to say that okay we are focusing on x or we are focusing on y you know you can use all you can you can use all kind of jargons but that back then 2014 18 it was all that where the india was evolving with so many ideas new many space so you know i managed to have my foot uh, across all possible categories i would have covered the universe but certainly you know 24 investments allowed me to have a color of all this kind of portfolio companies so i yeah, am quite happy with that way in terms of my approach in terms of uh, you know going for uh, you know these entrepreneurs let's talk about two investments right and before we move into to rockstar and i know we're getting uh, close to the, uh, close to uh, more than halfway we are more than halfway through in fact but what was i guess the most challenging or maybe the most disappointing startup not not challenging but the most disappointing where you had high hopes and hope it didn't work out and what was the startup where you you know uh, just you know that you did, did extremely well and you were super super happy with the with the results well honestly i used to do that when i was a angel investor i consistently used to look at my portfolio every month and used to do this prediction that which will give me outcome and what what so you know if today if all that learning which i have gone through you know i would say uh, i won't i won't say that there is any bad startup right uh the the thing is that a bad and good is just not purely a definition of you Me making too. money uh it also comes down to a lot of other things uh to me uh what typically i would of course uh, you know advise or by my own experience i would say that when you invest you should always understand the risk and aim for that upside which whatever you are expecting or whatever the entrepreneur is able to you know run through that market size opportunity etc it doesn't happen there are 100 reasons why it can't happen so that's okay right i would have lost uh, you know a lot of money honestly on on those you know number of companies uh, end of the day the beautiful thing is that if any one or two of your those startups really perform well then it really covers you know maybe the lifetime of money which you probably won't even require you might be the best example for that anirudh <laughs> your own exits you know are quite public so uh, i would say that you know it's not about good or bad in terms of a particular startup which probably i can name and say that okay this is what i thought and happened of course it would have happened but i won't like to name anybody i would say in other way that uh, you know if one is only doing from that analysis of making money uh, probably that's not the best way to be an investor actually people think that to become a successful investor uh, you know it's all about this but it is not actually is more about uh, if you can care if you care about what is happening right in the ecosystem if you care what change you are looking for your own perspective you are looking from the economic point of view you are looking from the people point of view 
And if you can be that one small instrument or one small person who's contributing to that idea for that change, then that is a bigger objective you should fulfill for, right? Eventually, whatever else is the outcome, it can be good or bad. But if as an investor, if you only focus is to make money, then according to me, there are hundred other items, you know, in the market which you can invest and make money rather than coming here. So it's two different things from the investor hat point of view. I would say that uh, at least from now onwards, we are. I'm not doing that. Of course, as a fund, there's a thesis, and you have to pull put those exit losses because you have a fund tenure, etc. But again, today I don't invest because I just think that I'll make a 10x or 100x. I ensure that even if you look at my portfolios which I built from uh, Rockstart. it's very very clear it has to solve that some some problem really to the market then only it makes sense otherwise me writing a check and there are 100 players doing that is not it's not a thing which probably excites me today it's so true actually i mean because you know i think when you start chasing money you start making dumb decisions right and I, again uh, without uh, naming or, or 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 even actually getting into very specifics over here but but like what you correctly said that when you when you try to chase value or when you try, try to chase the right things uh, excellence for example or whether you know the company can become a a great value provider for the ecosystem that it's in then automatically i think the the the, the wealth creation comes as a um, as a side effect and not not what you and if you try to chase wealth creation you know, unfortunately it never happens right because you keep making decisions with intent care isme 10x ho jayega or this will make it 100x and it never happens because none of these things are under your control in the first place no not at all i'll give you one example yes to be very specific because now you have touched upon this <clears throat> it again comes by an experience it's not that from day one i was clear it, it's a journey of my 6 7 years and today i can make this comment back uh, about 4 years ago you know uh, i invested in a company called wellness forever wellness forever is a 24 by 7 pharmacy chain uh, which is currently is largest in maharashtra and also spread across in goa and karnataka uh, when we invested that time the company valuation was about 80 cr and uh, you know they 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 were doing the first uh, round uh, and uh, i remember we asked all kind of intelligent questions to the founder as usual and uh, then comes the element of risk of course every investor is always you know considering what is the risk i mean that time the idea was they were they want to do this 24 by 7 kind of format which was anyways there in us uk uh, with established names like boots pharmacy and here there was a huge gap in terms of the quality of pharmacies right i mean when we go a uh, lot of things were not available in terms of the medicine or the experience was very poor so they really wanted to build something very high quality stuff which you know you're getting addressing both medicines and even retail and 24 by 7 was the kicker and they already had you know a uh, nice number of outlets so i remember i asked one of the founders was kulshan that time and he was uh, answering the queries uh, so i asked him that what is the biggest risk you see in your business and the answer he gave me was that my one of my outlets anybody giving wrong medicine to the client that is the biggest risk in my business otherwise there is no other risk which i can you know tell you and you can get scared but if my if my pharmacist is is giving a wrong medicine to the to the patient then that's definitely a very big challenge and we ensure that that never happens and uh, you know today uh, last year they raised the money from alana group 130 crores uh, at a valuation of 1300 crores this company wow. i have taken a partial exit uh, i partial exit means i recovered my entire capital actually today i would be sitting all profits 
and in two years down the line what we can clearly see that they will be ipo so this is ipo business which is going to see and just look at the journey today they are doing a thousand crore top line and almost have 200 stores across you know this three states so that's that's wow. what is founders all about right i mean that's all about the founders you would have seen yourself how you had scaled and the founders all make the difference right don't thought process is important if the founder has that kind of thought process he would have never told us that this is what i'm going to get you exit for this is the valuation i will command you know this is the market share i will capture nothing nothing of that sort of jargon even in the entire you know pitch so it was very natural and uh, you know, more of addressing the market what was the market need and that's how he addressed so one of the experiences i just wanted to share i thought yeah no absolutely i i think i think you i think this is the moment of the show if i if you if you tell me i mean and i and i, I know we've not even got to rockstar yet but but it's so true so many times founders email or they'll send messages you know this is a 100x company or this is oh we're going to make so much money for you this will be your next unicorn and you're always thinking that how do you know right because you haven't even you know either you've not sold you've not sold enough to even know what a unicorn what it takes to be a unicorn and and what you said like that <clears throat> that one comment that you know the way the founder looks at the business is so important because that decides whether they are chasing the right metrics or whether they are chasing the right things right if he had said you know the, the biggest risk is i might not be able to raise another a further round you know like if that is really what's going to you know decide whether the business does well or not i don't think that we're we're looking at the business yeah. the right way yeah. uh, so you know definitely i think that's a that's a really brilliant and thank you so much for for sharing uh, this personal one and congratulations on a fantastic yeah. investment like yeah. many others like i think logi next was another big exit yeah. happened i think last year Oh, yeah, last, last was very year, 2019. Lucky. No, it was 2019. Were, and were, very lucky, very lucky. And uh, so, uh, as of so before Rockstar, how many how many ventures had you done before starting Rockstar? Before how starting Rockstar, so uh, before before doing that, uh, till the end of 2018, uh, I managed to do 24. And interesting piece was that you know when I went to do this, you know Rockstar when I launched Rockstar. and never had any exits so i became a wow. fund manager delivering no exit of my personal portfolio and once this fund was launched in 3 months i got three exit and recovered my entire capital of my total investment in 24 <laughs> so that must have been a that that was good tailwind right for to go to go to the market with you know the market i mean there's a different story we can touch upon when the story unfolds but uh, you know it's it's quite thing you know the inexperience really plays a role in your life you know there's nothing called you can fast track things uh, i was not a, a you know fund manager who had a lot of experience of fundraising indeed uh, i was the first one in my family to do a fundraising kind of thing i mean in marwadi if you are going out and asking money i mean that's the last thing probably your parents would think you know out here the, the earlier generation always uh, you know believed in making your own good don't take loan and uh, be satisfied to what you have in your house and constantly chase growth but uh, or give money for uh, debt i mean byaj mein paisa lagane ka but you actually mm-hmm. taking money is not never a good idea so you know <laughs> it was a quite a hard hard learning of doing fundraising myself and, and you also cho- i mean you also yeah. chose a very interesting concept to go after right you the you wanted to launch a hybrid fund where it was 50% listed and 50% unlisted you know certain s- s- similar funds may have come up in other markets but india in 2018 was still a market that was learning how to invest in startups right or how to, what a, what is a vc fund itself was a new concept right because private equity and vc is always 
confused as one one or the other but you said you know what i'm going to go even one step further make it a little, little more complicated and we're going to do a listed plus startup fund <laughs> so, so what was the, what was the what was the genesis of the idea see what happened that you know by by 2017 uh, 18 uh, you know i was almost done with this 24 kind of number right and uh, as i said that you know all these investments happened by own by my own capital and that's a capital i i made out of the profits i made out of the equity markets so you know uh, you can imagine that you know markets are nice i was doing well and that translated to this investments having no exit it came to a position where i was absolutely at no place that what i'm supposed to do with my career because i had no actually surplus money to invest that's a real blunt truth that i had no money to invest because all my money actually got consumed without having any exit so i thought okay now you know this is all i have this experience learning what am i supposed to do when i went in you know to to start this you know investment my thesis was original thesis i mean not like a thesis word term but my own goal was that okay i don't know anything today probably i'll join hands with a startup founder and become a, become a co-founder and run a business in startup you know that was the own goal and that's why i was investing that never happened of course till all those four years and then when it got over and then i thought okay now i have some knowledge uh, in this space i am seeing that so many of my friends like you are raising money and doing your own fund what am i supposed to do now so let me let me try to do this so it was more of that effort when i went to the market and met a lot of law firms i had no idea that this strategy could have done it actually my point was to focus on startups but uh, but i realized that who's going to write a one cr check because the minimum ticket size was one cr as defined by sebi and me having no track record of exits uh, or any kind of uh, background in terms of working with any kind of big vc firms or private equity who would write a one cr check and more than that you know, the minimum minimum Uh, money to be raised or minimum uh, you know first close required was 20 cr for a cat to fund a 20 cr yeah. is what i required to start you know my journey i was not sure that apart uh, from my father who, for whom also i have to convince him who will give me the second cr so it was an experiment where i went to the market and i met couple of lawyers and they said listen if you are not sure then why don't you try this what you have done already and they have heard my story right what i did for this four or five years so they said you have already do you have already done you know both this thing together i think so you have done well why don't you do the same thing in uh, you know in your rockstar i said is it possible mm-hmm. because i was aware of this af cat 3 and 1 they said yeah it is possible the rule says that 51% so it's 5149 is not 5050 because sebi says you cannot go less than 51% in unlisted that's okay. a law it it is silent on the next 49% what are you, what are you supposed to do and af cat 2 allows you to do lot of things Uh, in terms of you know uh, choice of your own instruments so you know the law firm said okay you can do something like this in this 41 5149 if you like that uh, we can go ahead and we can make our ppm draft etc i said okay this strategy might have convinced to my let me let me check you know i checked with couple of uh, people and they liked it because i was targeting hnis this this strategy or this fund was never planned because i knew the truth that no institution would be backing me no family office would be backing me so where i am going to go to I was going to go to the friends of my father who was HNI, super HNI, and they might like this. Okay, fifty lakh rupees only in startup. I can take this risk on you, right? But okay. one CR, it's a it's a number one CR. It's, it's, it becomes quite huge, right? So that was the reason. Uh, you know, I, I decided to do this because I was sure that by this, I could be able to raise twenty CR, and that's where you know we managed to do it. What was what was the whole experience like? Raising capital for the first time, convincing people. first of all to invest in startups and then invest in listed equities at the same time i know you're 
we'll talk about a couple of your listed uh, investments right after this but uh, you know what was it what was that experience like raising capital i mean many uh, raising capital for the startup is difficult but i think raising capital for a vc fund i think that you're going to tell us how is that i mean that is difficult but raising capital for a hybrid fund i mean that that would love would love to hear that no so first of all anirudh i would say that you know when when i was doing my angel investments and i used to be very involved and lot of time is to give this gain to the founders you know you are not good in fundraising or you are not doing this you need to do that you know aisa karna chahiye aisa karna chahiye lot of lot of things you know and when that same thing came to me when i have to do myself for for my own you know venture i mean what to say you know <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare and uh, more than anything else you are in a same position of just having a presentation with no track record and no team etc and going in the market and doing your fundraise and my first close is supposed to have uh, supposed to happen in 3 million dollars <laughs> because 20 crore rupees is what is the minimum requirement to start your business so it was it was something right and i had no network i had no network we have never done any kind of business as i said there was a very limited set of people whom we were dealing with there was no client focused business which we ever had built i have not done anything of that sort me finding investors it was like you know you know finding uh, uh, you know pearls in the ocean i mean you know a first you have to find those and second you have to convince them to invest 1 crore rupees into a hybrid strategy and that to into a unproven fund manager i can't tell you that how difficult it was it took me 7 months uh, almost 70 meetings uh, before i managed to have this uh, 20 indeed it was 28 and you won't believe what kind of names i got as uh, as my lp at that point of time and thanks to the market i mean there's a different story anirudh i mean if i can just take a 2 minute lot of people typically yeah, what please. they do they lot of people typically what they do in a vc fund industry they launch a fund along with some anchor and then they go out in the market and then they keep raising because i was not sure about what probably i could have done it or not and whether this 20 cr could have raised or not i decided first i will get the commitment and then i will apply for the sebi license and that time the firm name was also not came into picture so rockstar was not the name i was pitching it was some random name on the presentation and that presentation i was taking to the investor and trying to convince him Oh wow! So this is like a startup founder raising before before incorporating the company and <laughs> okay. So so it was thing, and it took me about like you know once I got my uh, you know twenty eight commitments out of that odd sixty seventy meetings, then I filed for SEBI license, and then I understood what is PPI and all that new new stuff, and took me about what from from the time to understand those file late and get a SEBI license, it was a seven month journey. and after several months what happens i go and tell the investor i got my license now please write your check and they say who are you <laughs> <laughs> because i managed to sell my story at those meetings but then couldn't able to keep up with my follow ups because my bolu kya because you are you know you can't tell and say boss you know now i have gone for my sebi license it will take ages right they had their own process i won't blame them for anything i mean in the hindsight i don't think so that you know it was more of my own learning but after 7 months when i went to the market i mean people were asking who are you when you came etc etc indeed that 28 cr commitment went down to 15 wow and then again i have to fight back and you know made this 20 so it was not easy journey you know to get my 20 cr i, I mean i can't tell you that uh, what are the things uh, you know it went through and it was never easy 
I, you know, this is something that that it is so key, and I think uh, we did the opposite, right? I, I I kept getting me told by the, you know go out and raise, go out and raise. I said, no, listen, I, it, I, this is a big ticket investment, and until all the paperwork is ready, I don't want it because, and I I think probably because of my experience in sales, because when we used to sell these long-term energy contracts, you know, and sometimes these contracts are worth millions of dollars, right? Like there should be no 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 time lap between the time the the guy is ready to go. <laughs> and the signing right it should be like while you're on a high close it and i tell the same thing to founders that you cannot go to market with a half baked pitch where your where your terms and your you know your financial model everything is not ready everything has to be ready because you know when you have the customer above the buying line or in, in this case your your investor it has to go like you know uh, like, like it has to be cookie cutter it has to go smoothly and and you know I, I obviously i think in fund 2 i don't think you're going to be planning planning the same strategy as fund 1 no i was never i mean you know to be honest you know it was a wildest dream to, to become a vc fund manager and on top of that actually able to get this 20 cr uh, with independent set of investors and my condition was that i would not allow my father to be a 50% uh, you know contribution mm-hmm. to the lp kind of thing it was very clear in my head otherwise this entire journey was you know bad so i wanted to build completely independently with independent investors institutional way and uh, i managed to you know do it although you know in today's time if you look at any vc fund with that fancy numbers they raise you know uh, probably my standing would be nowhere in terms of you know typically a vc fund with what kind of corpus they are supposed to be but uh, from the from the place from where i come and uh, being a solo gp i mean to me it was something you know which i managed to do it at uh, 2018 so yeah again against the market because markets were not that well indeed uh, from the time i went to do my fundraising versus when i got my license and when i went to the same people uh, the small cap index actually dropped by 25% so you know that was one of the carnage which was happening and then you know the sentiment changed so it was it was very difficult to to actually you know go against the sentiment and still do your fundraising people you know i still believe those are still angels and gods to me who have actually you know stood with their commitment otherwise you know i don't think so anybody should have any obligation to honor their you know thing but they have done it that's amazing i hope i don't know if you realize we're getting to close to an hour since our conversation i there's so much more to talk about i think we'll have to call you back for a new episode but before we do that i think before i get to rapid fire and there's questions that i even can't go through right now but uh, what what the i i think the the you know i want to understand like what was what are some of your listed bets and what has and what were some of your startup bets uh, you know maybe your top two favorite ones or top two ones that you know you uh, have done really well because on the listed space obviously it's, it's all it's all public so as i said that you know for for listed equity you know when i thought i was damn good you know uh, to 5 6 years so many interviews personally i was able to do 20% kind of returns annualized i thought you know i that's that's very simple for me to do it and when we deployed uh, you know within first 6 months i was bleeding like uh, anybody and uh, you know we, we like it was it was you know a nightmare on a nightmare and we again had to go back and then understand the meaning of thesis so after 6 months and after raising money that's where you say pivot the term which startups typically use i pivoted from my strategy in terms of really getting more deeper and then come out with a strategy called factech which is financial agriculture consumption technology and healthcare these are the five sectors we focused on and it took us about good four months in order to completely put our heads down and get into this and get all the data crunching and then come out with those names 
we took a bet uh, into a company called granules india uh, we managed to enter at a, at a price of 125 uh, uh, again to a disclosure that it's there in the fund and we still hold that stock uh, and today it is uh, around 325 uh, in a, in a matter of a year and a similar company where we got a very big success was tata elexi and amber enterprise uh, again tata elexi maybe 600 rupees we entered and amber 800 rupees Uh, again we are holding these stocks in our portfolio and all these stocks have already doubled uh, probably lxz is three times and amber is two and a half times and uh, it's all because we understood the power of thesis so you know you have to t- <laughs> I like the way you said thesis and you are like such a reluctant reluctant thing i had to do called thesis <laughs> yeah you have to sometimes you have to bite the bullet uh, if if you are an entrepreneur and this is what i also try to find this quality because i am not saying i am the best representation of my own and you know it's not that way but there are certain things which i have learned right and if you don't have the ability then certainly you can't surpass me because i have learned it hard way so if you don't have the ability to bite the bullet and you don't have the ability to actually say okay my original thought process have gone wrong i have to now make it right and do all the right things whatever it takes time i will do it that's where you know the differentiation comes and then you get a success today i can tell you that these companies I mean, to that extent, would you believe that we actually wanted to make it lot of public? You know, we wanted to showcase the way how we do our research. So we started writing blogs, right, on Medium, and we have actually written our entire thesis on Granules India on 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 Medium. Would you believe that that went to the IR, the investor relationship of uh, Granules India, and the founder actually gave us a compliment that this is one of the finest piece we have seen in the recent times as as far as the coverage comes. Somebody who is an investor writing it. Typically, it's the analyst right all kind of targets. This is one guy who says that I've entered in this and I've made money. So it's very refreshing. So that was the compliment I got, and uh, I I believe that you know if you do right things, uh, you know you will get the voice from the God. So yeah, it was it was brilliant from that point of view uh, with the small start what we had from the listed equity. So so granules, Tata, Alexi, and Amber. Like, yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about your couple of startup bets because I have to get to uh, rapid fire. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting here all, till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh startup wise i mean predominantly so far uh, it has been one year since we have been building our portfolio today our portfolio stand uh, with six startups investments and uh, one of the common one which we have is everest fleet uh, which we both commonly share the last one we did was a in store it which basically was on to uh, emotion content emotion based ai tool which they actually got so it is to simplify you know in, in a word document when you write your 250 300 words in a single page and if you have made a grammatical error those are the things which a auto spell check would do it for you but if that 300 words uh if in all together has to put across in terms of emotion ranking then certainly there is no two available indeed if that same 2350300 page has to go out in the media or to your publishers in in terms of you know whoever then even they won't know that okay what exactly you know how much emotion is correct or not so this is a emotion correcting tool where it is auto suggesting you to change those words which might not be appropriate and probably your 250 300 words what you have written probably is going to stand lot of let's say 70% emotional 30% you know like that so they give you that you know balance what balance you are actually you know intend to and giving you right words to to change and all this thing is done in a real time the way how you do it in word that is one of a kind and uh, you know shamin ali who is a founder and amazing story of a home so that's the last deal we did and we believe that you know if it clicks it can be the next big thing 
and lilac insights which is specialty diagnostic uh, business we managed to get into because of uh, thank god to kuwait and that was the time when we got some interesting deals so yeah that these are a few names which i we believe that are quite interesting in his own you know ways and are you still investing abhishek yeah so the best part was you know two years after you know uh, the last month was the first time we actually raised money uh, in two years we couldn't able to do anything because the one year went in covid one year went in learning and in march alone we actually you know managed to raise 50% of the money which we have raised two years ago so yes we are investing and hopefully now we'll be building much better portfolio otherwise i thought my journey would stop at uh, these six companies but uh, thank god today at least you know the visibility is far better than what probably i was in so yes we are doing it actively so you had a lot, lot more boardrooms like this in evaluating startups <laughs> yeah this was the time pre covid times where this luxury of meeting people was there now everything is virtual and you have to you know get all the possible senses out of this so yeah <laughs> these are the typical sessions so before, before we move to rapid fire i'll quickly ask ask you like uh, when should a founder contact you and like do they have to be pre revenue revenue uh, and secondly uh, uh how should they contact you i think when and how both if you could answer so for we so we, we are a, we are a pre series a uh, you know fund and our model is to do co investments along with other institution investors uh, all the requirements typically in terms of the revenue or in terms of uh, you know the the checklist is available on our website specifically you know for this so that people get to know that's where you know you have done your you know uh, revenue is already there you are already there about certain milestone etc etc those are things we see so we look at all of combination rather than only into silos and the best way to reach out to me is you know uh, email id call as deals@rockstarcap.com that's where you know all the deal flow comes to us or you can actually also apply through our website which is quite robust and all the details are available so these are the two methods one can reach and we are definitely open for investments we are doing it last month only we did in story and hopefully you know we should be doing it more uh, in in this year fantastic fantastic and and I, i i promise you there is a lot more to talk about abhishek we have to bring you back uh, for, for talking about the journey of raising capital and i think at that time you know we'll we'll have maybe uh, a, a lot more anecdotes about about you know the, the extra money that you've raised and and what you're doing with with that capital but we have to get to get into uh, rapid fire and hopefully if we can finish this rapid fire in the next 5 minutes yeah. we'll take a few audience questions so if, any, if anybody yeah. has questions please go ahead and ask In, in the comment section but are you ready the the rules for the rapid yeah. fire are very simple and ask a question you whatever first comes to mind you know uh, you have to you you go ahead and answer so i'll ask you the first question and you know it's, it's an interesting one elon musk jeff bezos bill gates and donald trump are coming for dinner what's the plan well the plan is uh, you know to ask them that uh, i mean honestly if all are coming together then probably have to run out so <laughs> because it's impossible to man impossible to manage all the all the brains together in one table probably they might kill each other <laughs> good one okay when do you get your best work done morning or night uh, night night so if someone's emailing you they should email you at night yeah probably i mean i'm more of a night person uh let's see What is the first name that comes to your mind when you hear the words the words successful entrepreneur what's the first word that first uh, name that comes to your mind Well uh, Nikhil Kamath Nikhil Kamath Zero Thas founder great and 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 uh, a unicorn that is bootstrapped 
that's amazing built on customer capital i want uh, i would uh, say that it's not the matter of the unicorn if you if you just even yesterday he has put his you know thoughts for fundraising because he keeps getting the request for fundraising he gave, actually gave a clarification of beautiful understanding so i think so it's not about that the status of a unicorn the, the thought process right now i understand that once you get your right thought process you the kind of impact you make in the ecosystem is unbelievable so amazing thought process i mean that that's what i appreciate more than just an idea no I, again and unicorns just a tag i'm just i, I think it it's it also is it signifies an achievement for certain companies and i, I think in that sense it it is a it is a very unique opportunity of a bootstrapped unicorn startup right i don't think Not it's totally. heard very very rare in any ecosystem that you could that you could imagine uh, who's your favorite superhero superhero i mean i mean i love all the superheroes honestly but i think so iron man is something which i would like to because it it comes down that science technology and human element together great and and do you have any favorite failure of yours well probably i can write a book on that <laughs> <laughs> but what's the favorite what's going to be the first chapter let's talk about that what's the first chapter going to be of so chapter we keep changing now because today what i learned and tomorrow again i would see that okay that was my you know mistake so that way i won't say there was any favorite of that sort uh, indeed it, it is so many scars on back that probably as i said that require a book to write so <laughs> no favorites in that no favorites Lo- lots of failures to talk about uh good uh, um, uh, what's one thing you would like to change about the indian startup ecosystem i think so to have more uh, you know uh, i would say trust you know trust uh, and belief uh, because you know still if you look at the uh, kind of stake holding of these unicorns and you look at who are holding this you know stake shareholders they are still quite foreign ent- entities right and that's where you know you're selling out quite soon according to me if you look at most of the global uh, names so i think so you need to little bit hold your you know thing and go for it rather than just doing everything so fast i think it's better to hold something and then grow rather than give everything to the outside investors because they would be holding 50 60% and then really can't become more than unicorn right everything is just chasing unicorn i think so we need to understand there are three more steps ahead of unicorn so <laughs> uh one piece of advice you would give to your 18 year old self and it cannot be that you should have done your paperwork before before fundraising <laughs> so i i would say uh, to be focused to be focused absolutely focused no no, no fun time as that says that anything is going here and there you need to be focused to to what you are committed to so i think so more commitment and focused be focused be committed this two very very important points um let's see what company in your anti portfolio hurts you the most every year it comes new one but from the fund i'll tell you it took us again like similarly in my in my personal experience to do my first deal took me 6 months from my angel investment as i said quench here uh, it took us about 8 months to actually crack our first deal and eventually that company i don't want to name that company but that company actually went to raise money from surge and in just one and a half years period today their valuation is 500 million dollars so you know probably with that first name itself i would have you know been one of the famous names here because it was quite quite fast <laughs> good good one i'll ask you two more questions i think um let's see uh, what is a business you wish you had founded and i guess i know the answer but i would say i mean why zerodha can't why zerodha has done it why i have not done it i mean 
you know that that probably only in the thought process i can think about it a fintech company certainly considering that you know i am so involved in the system and still you know myself neither i have any 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 company in my portfolio neither i have done it so yeah i mean that's one regret probably i hold today and hopefully i should be able to do in future if i get that opportunity but yeah and last one one piece of advice to founders about fundraising take the money when it comes to you take the money when it comes to you so true so true you know you keep holding out the next thing you know that money won't be there uh, anymore uh, so i'm going to take one audience question and i know there's a lot of questions coming in uh, let's take pakshal jain's question what do you think is a good time to exit out of a startup well uh, exit out of a startup when is a good time first good time can be when you actually get offered right and that time you get excited and only in the hindsight if you think that that startup actually was the last peak what they made and they would never grow from there then that's probably an answer so probably you know i would say it's never but if you if you get one or uh, take it so you know it is either of the two because if you have taken it and then if you had the option to retain you will always regret probably anirudh you will be the best person <laughs> to to take that <laughs> when one has to take an exit from oyo and then eventually seeing that at what price you exited versus what real valuation happened so it's taken an egg right uh, we we both come from the stock market uh, bag a uh, stock market bag my dad always told me once you buy a stock never look at the stock price unless it is you know the time that you want yeah. to sell and yeah. when you sell a stock don't look at the look at the stock price again because you sold right so forget <laughs> about what has happened after that move on in life yeah. so uh, so great thank you so much abhishek that brings us to the end of the episode we still ended up doing 75 minutes with with the wow. full intent of doing an hour thank you so I much any, any final thoughts you thought it was 30 thought minutes it, I, it, it did feel yeah and and you told me like uh, there's hardly going to be 30 minutes of conversation and trust me we, we haven't even completed what we wanted to do <laughs> but thank you so much any final yeah. thoughts for the people that are still watching and and commenting you know first of all it's a great show thanks for uh, hosting me and uh, you've been an amazing host and this amazing amazing show helps people to reach out uh, and really brings the best out of people who 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 have a story and can people can learn uh, my final thoughts are you know this is no other time this is the best time of our country india and uh, believe me next 10 years we are going to see 10 trillion dollars uh in terms of our own size and today is the best time to be entrepreneur no matter whether you become an investor as as a business what i do versus any other form of you know association but best time to be entrepreneur and uh, go for it believe in your dreams and uh, yeah keep learning that those are amazing pieces of advice thank you so much abhishek just hang on we're going to say good good night to everybody and uh, again we'll be yeah. back next week with another founder and uh, you know and hopefully abhishek we get to see you once again once you've uh, got you know once you you sold tata alexi and you're probably got some dollars or rupees right behind <laughs> as your background <laughs> from all the carry you've made you know uh, my pleasure and uh, thank you so much and uh, good night everybody good night folks thank you thank you for again hosting me